If you're edged because I'm wheezing all your grind, it's just chill. Because if I had the whole Brady Bunch thing happening in my pad, I'd go grind over there. <laughs> so just chill out, bro. Why'd you have to work late? To because I went into work late. Oh, because the roads. Oh, because the roads. They were very bad. Yeah, and if we had my way, they would. We would have roads of the future, <laughs> and they'd be heated <laughs> for my car's butt, and there would never be snow because we would have controlled the weather by now. <laughs> All individually, each individual person gets to decide what the weather is for them. <laughs> what the hell? How does that it's work? called the future and private markets. Okay. Is it like a little cloud, though, that floats over you? Look, like a little personal do I look cloud? like an entrepreneur to you? Isn't you that kind of like your thing? Isn't that kind of like your No, your my thing? thing is nobody's allowed to tell me what my thing is. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah. Hey, look at that. That's not something you see every day. Three straight white males with empathy. It's Fix That For You, the podcast where we take your embarrassing stories and we give you some great advice on how to turn your embarrassing life around. I'm your co-host, Mitch Hessian, and joining me in our Basement Layer studio is... Your co-host, Kyle Reinen. And your co-host, Caleb Carson. And we're going to get to some stories here momentarily, but first I think, uh, Kyle, you, you had a story you wanted to share with us and also the listeners. Is that is that correct? So, my dog got fixed last week, finally. Weren't you, like, putting that off for a long time? <clears throat> yeah, because, you know, we just really appreciated God's handiwork. And... Uh, <laughs> We don't want to undo what God has done. Right. What, what man, saying? what God has given, let what no God. man take away. <laughs> exactly. What God has put together, let no man take away, separate. <laughs> if, if God puts a dog and balls together, you don't separate you don't the dog and the apart. balls. That's right. why the dog always chases the ball. Because God forces mm-hmm. them to be united. So, we, uh, we did make the decision because Oliver has this bad habit of Whenever he goes over to our our in laws house, he pees all over their couches. Oh my oh, gosh! Geez. Because they have a dog, and I think he's kind of doing a territory thing. Oh and yeah. You, you describe that as a, a, a bad habit. Uh, we all have them. It <laughs> sounds really extreme. He goes and pees all over their couches <laughs> consistently. Mitch listens to bad podcasts. My dog pees on couches. So we had to. We decided. All right, let's get him fixed. And I learned something that I bet you guys don't know. And it's that most people get their dogs fixed earlier on than we did. We waited about an extra year. <laughs> yeah. And, any uh, luck? Was there any luck? So far, they, you know, they did it. They did the surgery and it was successful. But what I didn't realize was because when it's done super early, the dog's testicles don't actually drop, but they're still there. But since our dog testicles did drop i didn't i just thought they actually like took away yeah yeah like, so did they removed the balls. they just cut them right off yeah but he still got them and they're but they're on the inside they're just disconnected so they gave him a vasectomy yeah yeah okay. huh yeah so what's the difference between a neuter and a vasectomy i couldn't tell you neuter, neuter sounds is more feminine it's so just I a dog vasectomy well no if you do it to a fem a uh, girl dog you spade them you don't oh yeah them. that's true well, I don't know what the difference is between a neuter and a vasectomy. Do we just have to have, like... Isn't it just a dog vasectomy? Correct. Do yeah. we just have to have two <clears throat> different words to, like, somehow separate us from the animal kingdom? Probably. Make us sound more yeah. important? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then... 
Never mind. No, no, I, I saw that look <laughs> in your eye. There was a twinkle Because there. there's a confusion when it comes to humans having doggy style sex. Right. <laughs> you know, this is you, great stuff. Don't want <laughs> <don't> to <laughs> confuse the terms. Don't want to confuse the I'm hoping by the time you're done, Caleb will think of something to, to talk about. <laughs> we can use that instead of this. Anyway, so when my dog, when my dog got home from the, vo- from the vet, I was super confused because he's still at his balls. <laughs> and I was like, hey... Did you miss something? I want my money back. I want my money back. (laughs) This dog uh, still has testicles. I want my money back. (laughs) You have one job. Get rid of him. Uh, Is it a doctor? Vector is the dog's (laughs) name. Vector was the dog's name or the duck's name? No, the dog. The dog's name? It was a dog veterinarian named Vector. Oh, so you let a dog, Vector, perform a surgery on another dog to take away his ability to reproduce well it's more it's the dog is useful because as caleb mentioned already dogs love balls so (laughs) the dog is very good at retrieving the balls even from other dogs right do you think there's like a vet veterinarian (laughs) hospital out there that has um like therapy dogs like hanging out for the other for the other dogs (laughs) (laughs) like like the the therapy dogs hanging out is like they're there, man. It's gonna be okay. They are gonna cut your testicles off, but <laughs> but it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna be here for you. <laughs> when you wake up, I'll be here rubbing your, rubbing your little paw with my paw, and I'm gonna that. take care of you until you're all better and you're all out of here. And then the next time you come back, I'm gonna be here again. <laughs> you could train like, dogs. You're pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know this this schmuck over here thinks he's the doctor, but in reality, I'm the doctor. I'm gonna be the one performing the surgery on you. I'm gonna be here when you wake up, and I'm gonna see with you when when you figure out your testicles have been taken away. <laughs> Thanks, Doctor Doctor McGruff. I'm assuming because <laughs> aren't all dogs named McGruff when when they're when people, they're in a hospital when they're humanized like that? Yeah. How would that be, that tickle your fancy at all? It tickled my fancy heavily. Did it tickle your with panties, a nice little though? a nice little feather? My panties were tickled. They fell right off. You just <laughs> my <laughs> panties <laughs> fell right <laughs> off. <laughs> all right. Um. So we are going to dedicate this episode in honor of Kyle's dog's testicles. May you rest in peace. Well, I guess you're still around, just not. May um, you... Enjoy retirement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, let's do the first story. This story is brought to us by Jesse's Judges. I went on a girls' trip to Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, una na. With all my long distance friends over the summer, we went to Tybee Island for the day at the beach. Uh, I lose all my cool. When I play in the waves, and that's exactly what happened. I used a boogie board to ride the waves to shore. I waited for a huge wave to come my way, and then I rode the wave all the way back out to shore. (laughs) It ended up flipping me around. It took me a minute to stand back up and find my friends. In the meantime, while I was looking, I saw them all pointing back at me, laughing hysterically. Like, cool flip. Yeah. Like, oh, whoa, that was amazing. (laughs) I yelled, did you see that wave? And they screamed out, Dude, your boob! Dude, so, wait, dude, your boob. Yeah, have you ever gone surfing? Hasn't like you're a male and also your boob? No, no, like oh. dude, your boob. <laughs> you know, that's how they yeah, that's what they call everybody. Yeah. Dude, 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 your boob. dude, your boob, oh, bro. Hey, dude, you got you got a boob from that wave. That wave. You have a third boob, bro. <laughs> that wave just gave you a third boob. That's that how righteous it was. Dude, that wave hit you so hard, you got a third boob. Pushed a third boob right out of your forehead like a like bro. a freaking third eye. Dude, have you ever heard of the blue-footed baby? <laughs> That's like your chest. Dude, you got a baby on your chest, bro. It's pecking at your nips. Um, yeah. So it's were three. you not clear that this was a girl's trip? 
to Savannah. I wasn't. And then they said, and then they said, dude. Girls can be dudes. Yeah, dude. Girls don't say dude, though. They say, like, oh, bad. Bad. <laughs> no, they don't. Bad, your boob is. <laughs> <laughs> bad, your boob is baking out in the sun. Bad, you got a blue fat baby on your t- <laughs> Baby, you better rub some bacon out of the boob ears before you break out of your bathing suit. Baby, you had that web so hard, you got blood for the baby on your chest. <laughs> Shall we continue with the story? <laughs> yeah. yeah we just want to make more jokes yeah, about okay. boobs. Three white straight males uh, talking about boobs. <laughs> you couldn't have beat that, that horse any longer. Alright, so, yep. That entire time, my left boob was hanging out in front of the entire beach. When I got back to my friends, all about 20 years old, a middle-aged man came up and <laughs> said... Thank you. <laughs> With a wink. Ooh, what a perv. Well, I think that you need to... Yep. She needs to write a letter to the Germans and say, Hey, where's my Nobel Peace Prize? Because I just let this booby hang out at the beach. <laughs> and I made a lot of people very happy. So give me my million bucks and, and my Nobel Peace Prize. That's what I suggest. That seems kind of backwards that the Germans would be in charge of that. Why you're, is it one... You're still on that? <laughs> why is it Mitch, one... it's the Germans. Let it go. Time why to move on. Why is it one entity? Grow up. Why is it just one singular people? Like they, it's is it? It just seems like it'd be a little biased. But you know, look. What I do just, I know? I'm just, look, just as far as bias goes. It's been like a different nationality every time. So kudos to them for being unbiased. I recently watched The Greatest Showman. Um, I'm not going to talk about the music, okay, and even how amazing and wonderful it was. I'm not going to talk about how every single <laughs> musical piece in that movie just. Gave me chills. Oh, that opening scene when the, that you're when not the, gonna talk about. I'm not gonna talk about the opening scene, but when it started, oh my goodness, I got I got goose pimples, and I'm like, oh, I was like shivering. I was like, oh, this is so exciting. Um, I'm not. But anyways, I, I digress about the the wonderful <laughs> musical pieces of uh, The Greatest Showman, starring Hugh Jackman. What I do want to talk about about that movie is uh the very last little screen that pops up, and it's a quote by. Uh, Mr. P.T. Barnum himself, and it says something along the lines of, to make someone happy is the greatest, like, achievement or something mm. like that. Uh, so I don't think Jesse Judges has to feel embarrassed about this because, like Caleb said, she she made people very happy. Very I happy. think you should take pride in that. Maybe, maybe get, uh, you could, I guess, ask to get a prize, but, you know, the prize is making people happy in and of right. itself. Yeah. Regarding this elderly man, that was a little. That was a little odd. I think. Well, he was only forty. I don't know if you could call him elderly. He's middle aged. Well, to me, <laughs> <laughs> anyone older than me <laughs> who winks at girls at the beach. I think there's there's probably old. a there's probably a deeper thing going on here. I just don't I don't see just a regular forty year old man seeing a boob because he's. I mean, he's forty years old. He has to have seen a boob before in his life. He can't just be like. Well, yeah, but boobs never get old. He like thinks I was the first boob I've ever seen. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Unless that was. I finally had that experience, and it's all because of you. Kind of an embarrassing situation for him. I think this man had never seen a booby before, and he... <laughs> Except for a blue-footed booby. He'd seen one of those. Yeah, <laughs> but he was he was about to call it... He was about to opt out. He was about to call it quits on the whole thing. Like, right. I'm ne- you know what? I'm never going to see a booby. I'm just going to stab my what, eyes out. What's life for if <laughs> I give not- up. <laughs> what's life for if you're not going to see a booby in it? So I might as well just... I might as well just, you know, take care of, take care of my, my useless existence right now. So he flies down to Savannah, Georgia, um, just to get one, you know, one light, nice last vacation in before he, he ceased to exist. And he was going to swim out into the ocean, never to be seen again. But as, as he, as soon as he starts swimming out, 
he sees <laughs> our friend uh, Jesse J. Judges, and she, he sees the swimsuit fly off, and he sees that miraculous, majestic flapping boob. I don't, I don't know what to call this thing. <laughs> I don't know how she to. Might listen to this, I don't so. know how to put it. Oh, I don't know how to put an adjective on this that would be respectful. We'll say, we'll say he saw the long-awaited sight. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. And he took it as a sign. He said, you know, that I, I accomplished my goal, my mm-hmm. dream life, and you know what I was made to do. So, and in fact, not just did he accomplish something, he started believing in God because <laughs> he had lost his faith. And he yeah, was, oh, there is a God. There is a God, right? But then, it, so. you know, how rude would it, would it have been if he would just would have, you know, shrugged it off and be like, "Well, I guess I did what I needed to do," and not have told the person that saved him mm. what she did for him or mm-hmm. he? I guess if it's a, if it was a dude, it's unclear. It's unclear who and what what. It's a girls' weekend, Mitch. <laughs> a girls' weekend, but they called him dude, <laughs> Mitch. Let it go. So. I don't know. I think I think you did a great thing. I don't think there's anything to feel necessarily bad about. Like, sure, maybe you didn't mean to save a man's life, but should you feel embarrassed about that? No, I don't think you should. I think you should feel proud and maybe uh, apply to to get a Nobel Peace Prize. Well, that that's a very heartwarming story, Mitch. My my only my small issue with it. The only issue is I'm pretty sure the quote by P. T. Barnum was "bitches be tripping." <laughs> And not whatever that happiness bullcrap oh, said. That, oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, right. yeah, so the whole thing is kind of founded on this on a false premise, and it's basically all a lie. <laughs> yeah, so. no, that quote that I said, um, it was by uh, Karl Marx, and I don't... I, don't <laughs> I apologize to the listeners out there that might have taken some sort of inspiration from that quote. I do not, <laughs> I do not want to endorse such a man. <laughs> My deepest apologies, please. <laughs> Speaking of Karl Marx, you might be hungry for another story, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Our next story is brought to us by Savannix. Huh. Interesting, right? Because our last huh. one was, she went to Savannah, Georgia, and, and this one's by Savannix. I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's just kind of, it's just kind of too, it's just too coincidental. Weird. There's some A odd overlap. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. This is all a conspiracy. Burn it down. <laughs> Me, my mom, and my sister were at the airport at 6.30 in the morning for a flight. I went to go get breakfast for me, my sister, and my sister at our gate. After I got our orders, I went back to what I thought was my gate and woke up my sister, that's in quotes, with wakey wakey eggs and bakey. Mm, that's one of the best ways to be woken up. Yeah, that is. Of course, I do expect eggs and bacon. Yeah, I love true. getting slapped in the face with a big old plate of eggs and bacon in the morning. Mm. What I don't like is when someone says wakey wakey eggs and bakey and I wakey wakey and there's no eggs and bakey. <laughs> mm. Although, if they did wakey wakey eggs and bakey and they didn't have eggs and bakey but they did have a cup of meatballs, I'd be all right. Yeah, that's a reasonable substitute, but nothing else. Yeah, 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 I could, yeah, yeah I'll go with that. The gates had identical layouts. I just woke a random woman up from her nap with freaking wakey-wakey eggs and bakey. At this point, I'm hoping our flights land on a deserted island. Well, that's a okay. little rash. I mean, she did wake her up with the wakey-wakey eggs and bakey with no... With no... Well, she did have eggs and bakey with her. That's true, but she did not give her eggs and bakey. Oh, she didn't? Sure. Is there... Well, let me... I mean, let me look. No. Oh, how rude. Yeah. That's the real crime. That's here. like dangling a cookie in front of a hamster and be like, "You want this cookie, little buddy? Well, you can't have it. I'm gonna give it to the other hamster over in the <laughs> other cage." 
<laughs> it's nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. You're a ferret, not a hamster. <laughs> like, hey, hamster, you want this? You want this cookie? Oh, well, you can't. I it was actually for this hamster over here. I'm sorry. Oh, for, oh. I'm sorry for teasing you with the cookie you thought you were gonna get. Well, shoot, little hamster, you're actually a ferret, and I don't actually even have a cookie. So, <laughs> I just want to know why. Like, she didn't bother to say. I thought for sure she'd say, "Yeah, they had the same hair," and I. You know, came up from behind her or something, and it looked. She didn't say it looked like her sister at all. Like this could have been a completely yeah. opposite-looking kind this of person. Just, this really just seems like this person's first time in an airport. Because <laughs> she said the most obvious thing that everybody knows about airports: all the terminals look alike. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. They all look alike. Yeah. What are you? What are you going to get? A, buy a, hire an architect to work on a two million dollar building, and you're going to have every little gate look. You know, have its own little theme. Like this one's Lord of the Rings. And <laughs> this one's like Tokyo, and like this one's Beowulf. Well, you know, like <laughs> I think what they could do though is bring out some decorations that maybe kind of like show off where you're going. So like if you're going to Japan, they're gonna pull out like a bunch of like uh, the paper lanterns and like dragons and stuff like that. If you're going to Alaska, they're just gonna bury you in snow. <laughs> um, if you're going to Russia, they're just gonna be passing out vodka and like they're gonna have wild bears roaming around. That more terminal. snow as well, and more, and more snow. So I don't think. Like, uh, I don't think they would have to rebuild the terminals, but just, you know, they could indicate them a little better by making the terminal feel like the place you're going to. So it's not so much of like a shell shock when you get there. True. Yeah. I guess I, I didn't think about that. I, I, I'm, I'm no airport interior designer. So how sick is that going to be when like space airports are a thing and they're going to start like decorating your terminal as like the planet you're going to? Whoa. So like you're going to Combobulus 9. Let's, they're going <laughs> to like have like purple space rocks that shoot out bubbles and. Mm hmm. I don't know what else. What I that's as, that's as big as my imagination. I've can only go. ever been to Combobulus Nine, so I don't know many other. Plants. You haven't? Oh, they have great eggs and bacon there. Let me tell you. And there's <laughs> don't don't do this. <laughs> what? Don't what? There better Mitch. be eggs. If you're gonna talk about this, there better be eggs and bacon Mitch, when you're done talking about. Go to Combobulus Nine and find them. They're they're for your own. There's actually a diner called Mitch's Diner. That's Caleb, where I got them. Caleb, I Whoa. swear. I swear. I swear. I there's swear. not eggs and bacon in Combobulus Nine when space travel becomes a thing. I swear, my children's childrens <laughs> will hunt your children's childrens <laughs> down, and it's not gonna be pretty. If we were to change the ages of these two women to something like six. This wouldn't have been a problem. Mm. You know, like, a kid doesn't care if you go up to another kid and start sharing a meal, like, even if you're complete strangers. Kids don't care about that kind of crap. We try that to means... we try to weed it out of them very early on, in fact. Right, because a kid knows that that's a rudest frick to, like, <laughs> oh, hey, you want some of my eggs and bacon? Oh, you're not, you're not the person I thought you were? Well, I already offered it to you, and it'd be weird to back out now, so I guess <laughs> we're going to share a meal and become best friends. Like, a kid just knows that. <laughs> it's intuitive. Yeah, right. So, when you're two. That's why it's called intuitive. Intuitive. Yeah. It's right there in the word. So what was I going to say about this? Yo, yeah. Oh, frick. That wasn't it. Um, <laughs> why can't we just do that? Why can't, why can't we do that as adults? Why, like, this lady, she said, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Therefore, she has been bound to a contract with this other sleeping woman. Hmm, contract theory. She is, I think, social, she's socially obligated to, even if she didn't intend to or mean to, share a meal with this woman. <laughs> Is that how contracts work? When she, you don't intend to or mean to? She was holding... Here's how I imagine. She doesn't say this in the story, but I imagine she was holding up the bag of eggs and bakey. Mm-hmm. And she says, wakey, wakey, <laughs> eggs and bakey. And the woman wakes up and she says, for me? Or like, she's like, what? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't order this. But then even the, even if the other... Even if our friend um, Savannah Axe was like, oops, I thought you were my sister. Even though you're like nothing like her. Like, 
It doesn't matter. You've, you're in too deep mm-hmm. at that point. You should have checked to make sure it was your sister mm-hmm. before you offered your eggs and bakey. Plus, there's a little, a little aspect of this that we haven't talked about. Maybe we don't know about, but like this is in an airport. So this is like international law. This isn't just American oh, law. Oh, yeah. Like, she has, she has to abide by international... Humanitarian laws. Yeah. Geneva con- Convention. The Geneva Convention states, if one has a bag of eggs and bakey, one must share... <laughs> That bag of eggs and bakey, lest they go. Lest they be wakey, wakey. Lest they be wakey, wakey forever and never sleepy, sleepy. (laughs) Sleepy, sleepy. (laughs) Article 5, Section (laughs) 2. Well, this could have been worse, I guess. Like, it could have been the right terminal, and she could have woken up the wrong person, and then they would have had to, like, been on a flight together. No, no. And at least the the woman she woke up wasn't like, oh, sure, I'll be. You're my sister now? Okay. (laughs) Okay, we're going to be best friends. We're going to be sisters forever. She drags you onto the plane with her, makes you sit next to her (laughs) to find out she's going to, like, freaking North Korea. Your your sister takes you to North Korea. You live in her tiny apartment with her, right? And then suddenly she starts treating you like like your pet. I think the the problem is here we're dealing with a more of a supernatural situation because <laughs> I, I I read in between the lines here and the subtext is she was not at the wrong terminal she was at the right terminal and oh. she entered into the twilight zone. It's like a time travel thing. It was, it was more of a twilight zone thing. And what she found was when she returned to the correct terminal where she left her family, her family wasn't there anymore. But there was a girl there who looked like her sister, but wasn't her sister. And then she had to learn a lesson about. About time, and about bacon, and about eggs, and about buying those things in the airport. To be honest, I was pretty distracted, so I didn't really catch most of that. (laughs) Uh, It's just, well, basically it's out of our range. It's out of our depth. Our degrees don't cover that? Our dimension, really. (laughs) Our degrees don't cover that that dimension? Yeah, we don't do interdimensional embarrassment. What if this woman was, like, freaking Tom Hanks in Terminal? (laughs) And she's, like, homeless and living there. She hasn't eaten in a day or two. Yeah. And this woman's like, wakey, wakey, eggs and bacon. She's like, thank oh, God. He's, God has answered my prayers. Thank you. And she's like, oh, you're not my sister. <laughs> walks away. Yoink. <laughs> no. Oh, God. I'm going to die. I'm an immigrant. <laughs> I don't know if we helped. I think we just might have made it worse with that. But <laughs> Yeah, you're screwed. Uh, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Let's do the next story. Definitely no Nobel Peace Prize for her. Speaking of Peace Prizes... Take a piece of the, this one. Our next story is brought to us by Scoogie. Don't, don't say it too fast. Scoogie. <laughs> oh, dude, stop. Do you stop? Scoogie. <laughs> okay, I did it. <laughs> I was traveling abroad and decided to go to a bar with my friends, which she just volunteers that her friends age from 18 to 20 year olds. Thanks for that. Thanks. Thanks for that info. We know how to find you now. Yeah, ASL, please. <laughs> We've had a few beers when a middle-aged woman and her friend sat down to the table next to us. One of the women said hi to my friend closest to her and smiled. She looked like she was having a good day and was at the bar just having fun. My friend was uh, a bit weirded out by her behavior but didn't want to be rude, so I smiled and let her have her moment. Now, this is when I had the bright idea of yelling to my friend in our native tongue. It was an inside joke. Between us, so I didn't think much of it. That's when the light in the woman's eyes just vanished and looked at me, turned away, and started sobbing. Another one of my friends then kindly informed me that the inside joke sounded like I said, help, and that the woman thought I was making fun of her to my friends. And she said that the woman stood up and left before I had time to explain myself. I felt awful for ruining that poor woman's day. 
tough out there. Honestly, though, just I'm just saying, just a little sensitive. A little bit. Little Sobbing sensitive. seems like a bit of a just reaction. A lot. I don't also, know, dude. Menopause is a heck of a drug. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> what he should have said is, are you in menopause? Because you're giving this man a pause, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know, the light vanish from the eyes thing kind of catches my attention. What is this like a... I mean, we talk about robots a lot, but I just think <laughs> this sounds like another instance of a robot. I was going to say it sounds like a human thing. The, with the light vanishing from their eyes? Her eye batteries died, obviously. Like if, you th- if you think of... If you've studied humans like I have, you know that humans' eyes don't light up. They got those eyes. So are you suggesting that this woman is actually a robot? That's yeah. That's what I said, almost word for word. That's that's that is what I am not suggesting, but that is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> so you're implying <laughs> that she is less than human. Here's what I think happened. Okay, and do you think she's less than human? <laughs> Answer the question. Answer the question. I object. You object to the court ruling in your favor, Your Honor. <laughs> malpractice. <laughs> <laughs> on yourself or on somebody Irrelevant. else. Your Honor, traveling. <laughs> I object. That was a carry at worst. Like a ref. What if refs wore like robes and, and the funny hair that the British movies? That'd be good. Yeah, I think. Oh, man. I think a robot walked into the bar. I think this this woman was built. This woman was built by some sort of doctor, some sort of scientist in a lab somewhere nearby. And the and the Close doctor by. built her and said, "All right, go out, and I want you to find a human to serve and to love and to make their life the best it possibly can be." He's. And I don't know why he made her look like an older woman. Probably, like, maybe after it's his mom or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, all right, go out into the world, find someone to serve. And so she does that. She walks into this bar. The first person she sees is our our protagonist here, our hero, some would call him. She sits down and says, hello. And she's waiting for him to say hi, but he doesn't. He just sits there and smiles, which is not what she's been programmed for. She's waiting for his response, and he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't. So he turns around and just says, help. And... As a robot, she hasn't downloaded more languages. Well, as a robot, yeah. if you're not allowed to complete your prime directive, your life is meaningless. So in that in that small span of time, she went from like my master, I found him, to my life is meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> I am not wanted here. Yeah, because of all the things that that robot could do, it was actually help him, and yet he turned right. to his fellow human and requested help. So she, thought, so she thought. So she thought ironically. Yeah, <laughs> I've been replaced. <laughs> I was never needed in the first place. I served for such a short period of time; it was glorious, and now I must retire. I had so much left to give. <laughs> I had seventy kilowatts of battery left. <laughs> Whatever, all life is just one battery. She does not recharge. Just one. <laughs> Maybe she could help, like make dinner, maybe once. <laughs> make like half a dinner, and then she just falls asleep halfway through it. You'll have to finish smashing the potatoes. <laughs> just freaking gets stuck there in the kitchen. Oh, gotta plug her in again. Damn it! But she's freaking heavy, dude. She's not like yeah. She's not like she's moving a couch. She's and like, there's no wheels on her or anywhere or anything. You gotta freaking drag it. It's like moving a fridge. <laughs> like, she literally looked like a fr- refrigerator. Yeah, you need one of those like waist strap things so that you can lift with your back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Let me get my lifting belt on. Oh, <clears throat> get you over to the charging port, honey. <laughs> yeah. Well, what her master could have like her creator. He. Just programs her perception so that those brief two seconds of smiling 
felt like her entire life. <laughs> <laughs> so she feels like she spent her entire 70 kilowatt battery serving him Waiting well. Waiting for a command. Uh, this is like the worst... <laughs> The worst Black Mirror episode. <laughs> All right. Um, so, an act- actual suggestions here. Well, I think that his only option is to create a robot counterpart, a male robot <laughs> that will serve this female this robot. robot even oh, to a greater extent. Help this robot serve its purpose by acting like a human. Yes, a, a helpless serve, human. That can be here served. Yeah. But, but actually, he doesn't think that through though because he hasn't hurt us yet. So hopefully, we get to him in time. Right. But what he's probably going to do is make a robot that's the same, and they're both going to try to serve each other. They're going to keep trying to outdo each other. Oh. Until they accidentally explode and die, or until they like discover like. Unlimited cure energy, unlimited energy. How? What, what were you gonna say? <laughs> cure the cure for cancer. Cure for yeah. They found. Why would a robot need to help another robot cure cancer? <laughs> <laughs> I get unlimited energy. That makes sense for me to be as like a robot. I mean, as a human, you don't understand. No, 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 no. They have to help each other in every single possible way. And when they run out of robot ways to help, they start projecting their feelings on humanity. So after they figure out unlimited energy, yeah. then they're yeah. going to focus on. The I think it's cancer. more like an ego thing. Like the robots, like they want to be better than the other ones. Yeah. So they develop selfishness. Oh, nice. They program selfishness inside of them. Uh-oh. And yeah, so they develop they develop selfishness um, as a way of like outdoing each other. They. They make the bigger accomplishment. Well, they finally realize there can be no good without evil. And <laughs> the greater the peace, the greater the suffering, the greater the peace. Is that Trump? Who said that? No, it's... Uh, uh, Garfield, it's, I think you're doing uh, that's, Garfield. that's Garfield when, that when he uh, doesn't have enough lasagna. <laughs> he looks at John, the greater the suffering. No, that's John to Garfield. That's right. He looks at Garfield. He, he throws lasagna in the freaking trash and looks at Garfield, the greater the suffering, the greater the peace. Garfield's... No, John. John, no. I hate Mondays, John. John. Why did you... I'm so hungry. Who voiced him? Was that Bill Murray? Yeah, I think so. Whoa! No, only in the live action I ones. mean, yeah, in the live yeah. action one. Oh, okay. But, like, it just hit me. Like, I haven't seen that movie since I was like... Yeah, Bill. who voiced him in the comics? But weird. Uh, that would be Bill Sure. <laughs> he does some great work in those comics. He yeah. really does. He really just captured the character's essence and just really brought it to life on the page. Yeah, I really think it was his ginormous belly that really matched the character of the cat you know if you're gonna act as a character the best way to do is to method act and become the character yeah he actually died for eating 70 lasagnas in a week all right scoogey i hope you've got some valuable advice here i hope you can really turn it around uh good luck to you you're welcome all right that's gonna wrap it up for our show today i hope you guys enjoyed this episode um if you did please share with a friend or family or on a social media that would also suffice <laughs> speaking of social media if you want to reach out to us on that you can find us on twitter at ftfy pod you can reach to, out to us on facebook we're at ftfy podcast and please feel free to uh, email us your embarrassing stories or the embarrassing story of someone that you know with or without their consent to our uh, email which is ftfy podcast at gmail.com please get at us we're so lonely just sitting in this room all week long waiting for <laughs> that's literally all we do recording once a week but waiting in silence the rest of the week to we're play again we're not allowed to talk to each other unless we're talking into a mic and they take away the mics at the end of the show so we just sit in our corners in silence and we need someone to talk to if you listen hard enough we're doing a code to each other trying to communicate how to escape this situation help (laughs) the only kind of music we're allowed to listen to in our little cage here is the cold soda club uh and their song gnip gnap which is the intro to our podcast uh go ahead and check them out uh if you enjoy the intro there you might like that 
if you do like our music, there's no other place to find it. So please just go check out the Cold Soda Club. Um, should we do some shout outs? We haven't done those in a while. Shout out to Adidas. Shout out to Lemons. You know what Adidas stands for? What? Shout out to Trevin Tarantowski, who is texting us as we record this episode, <laughs> telling us uh, all the mistakes we make. Thanks, we know. Thanks, you, you soy boy. And um, shout out, shout out to Oxygen for making it able for us to talk. Thank you. Oh, I love that. I love that good, good oxygen. I love Thank that good oxygen, bro. It makes this whole thing possible. If you th- it makes the whole everything it really possible. supports us from the ground up. From, it's the one element, you know? Yeah, from the time we hit record to the time we hit stop record. I, I guess it's just both record, isn't it? Yeah, both. By the time you hit record and record again. Hit record and hit record, <laughs> and guess what? Oxygen is, is there for us before and after and during all of that. Shout out to Big Pharma. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get a check. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They know what that means. All right. That's going to be up for us today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fix That for you. As always, and until next time, I am your co-host that hit puberty a little bit too early, Mitch Hessian. I'm your Why Can't We All Get Our Long Coast host, co Kyle Ryan. And I'm your Poi Poi Boy, Caleb Carson. And you are welcome. Alright guys, go ahead and hit that like button down in the down in the corner and make Click. sure to subscribe. Check the links below! <laughs> Check the links! Hit click them! Hit that subscribe button and make and hit the links and God, give me a like! Give me a subscribe! Give them to me! Sure Lincoln post! Is that what you want? No. no. I am your co-post! Kyle Rhino! <laughs> Mitch, don't put that in.